Now what? 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 Wow. That was a lot to deal with. It was technology. I'm feeling good. Me too. You sound much better, Lane. I, you know what? My voice is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm invested in my voice coming back. <laughs> I've been treating it nicely. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you feeling better? You know, I still have congestion, which yeah. is a real problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, you know, it's all immune stuff. It's all immune issues. Mm-hmm. And since COVID, you know, this immune system, and I'm going to talk about global immune system. We're not doing great people. <laughs> no, I just, you know, we're not doing great. I have a super strong immune system and I am down for the count. It feels like a, a many days. Uh, so are you taking care of yourself? I wasn't for a little while there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess I always take care of myself in certain ways. If I'm lacking in one area of my life, like my eating, I will jump back on the working out. Yep. It's bringing them together that I've, I'm getting to that point again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of myself, but probably not as good as I should, but I've noticed there's like these super bugs going super around. Bugs. Yes. That's and the only the way. Kids. Yeah. It's all the, the kids. kids. Sick. Dirty little kids. <laughs> oh my God. And now I get to experience that because before, mm-hmm. you know, my friends would say, ah, oh, the kids always bring home stuff. And, you know, part of me was like, mm-hmm, not yeah, me. Well, I'm up not I'm, anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, so I, I think I'm doing better. I'm being gentle and kind, mm-hmm. putting good things into my body. I did the band workout. Yes. Makes me so happy. Uh, I have Foo Fighters back into rotation. Oh, so good. Oh my God. They're great. You know that show Dead to Me? With, yes. Uh, Christina. Yeah. So when she drives in her car and turns on her metal music really loud, I can relate to her on so many levels. Yeah. This is a shout out to Christina. Thank you so much for that character and uh, bringing her to life. Uh, I hope that you listen to this one day (laughs) and I know you're going through some hard things. So I'm sending you prayers. I just am so grateful that you are listening to our show today. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford and I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. You're hanging out with us. And this is the now what society now what society (laughs) now what? Oh God. We could use that as a little audio clip, I think. (laughs) That was, that was great, Lane. See, I'm really working with my voice. Yeah, I I know you're doing a lot of work. I do want to mention something, you know, for what you mentioned the band workout and for our listeners, you know, we, we are accountable to each other as well. Yep. And I think it's really cool to have women in your life that you can decide, okay, let's do this and let's be accountable. So bands, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big gym person anymore. I used to be, but I'm like, no. And so I got these resistant bands and they give you such a good workout. And Lane came to me and said, Tamar resistance. So we're doing a little 12 week band workout accountability. Yeah. And Tamar sent me bands. I got them in the mail. It was so exciting. <laughs> it was a nice gift. Oh, so yeah, yep. we're doing the band work together. Mm-hmm. Super yep. fun. Feels good. Join us. Resistance. Yeah. All about resistance. It is. And resistance is the opposite of mindfulness. It was a nice intro. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about mindfulness today. My One of my favorite subjects. Yeah, it is. But in relationship to this 12-week series that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So around recovery. And I, you know, the, the title is really how to stay present and connected in sobriety. Present right. And connected in sobriety. It's so hard. It's practice. Well, I, yeah, you know, I was just thinking about the first, you know, five years of my sobriety where I was just like chasing, chasing life. Mm-hmm. I was chasing the high that I didn't have anymore. You know, and that's why, or that's how I landed over in Bangkok and I started Buddhism and started that whole journey, right? I was chasing the quietness and, you know, here I am 20, whatever years, 21 years later, and I'm still chasing that present moment. Mm -hmm. It, It, you know, I think recovery offers us this opportunity to live our best lives, to explore holy cow, mm-hmm. everything that we want to. Uh, but most importantly, I think for me is this connectedness, this connection that I have with myself and my fellows mm-hmm. that I never had when I was drinking and using and checking out. Yeah. So let's talk about this power, the power of mindfulness. Again, my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean for you tomorrow? Like, what is that high level 20,000 foot view? It's being able to be present with those around me. And Mm -hmm. that took some practice because I remember early on when I decided to get sober, Mm -hmm. uh, one of my mentors had said, tomorrow, you need to practice listening, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, I was always kind of told, oh, you're not smart enough. It's not good enough. And so Mm -hmm. I always looked at, I'd be like, oh, I'm not that smart. Right. So I, I find myself thinking about what I'm going to say while someone else is still talking, but then I'm really not listening. And that was before. And now, because one of my mentors said, tomorrow, you need to like, shut up basically is what she said and listen. And so she actually made me go to my, you know, my meetings and said, you're not going to talk for two weeks. You're just Mm going to listen and you're going to find something anything you hear find similarities and that was tough for me to go for that two weeks right because I was all eager and excited and you know what we like to call in recovery land pink clouding it mm-hmm. <laughs> which means you're like super happy life is good and that was the beginning of learning how to actually listen and be fully present and to not be thinking about what I'm going to say and just take in what somebody's telling me. It's not easy. No. A lot of times we don't want to be present. Yeah. It's hard to hear 
someone else speak. Mm-hmm. It's hard to uh, take in what they are perhaps speaking about. Perhaps it's something that you don't want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a hard conversation with your child or your partner or your boss, right? Maybe it brings up fear mm-hmm. or negativity. And so uh, Dan Siegel talks a lot about, you know, being present. He's one of my teachers and he talks really about like embodying or having the capacity to let the thoughts flow through you, right? Negative, positive, whatever it, it is. And so, you know, when we step into this mindful life or when I'm teaching, I know um, it, I always talk about just allowing yourself to be present, but the practice is all about suspending your judgment Mm. because the judgment is where we get into fear, right? We get into, I'm not good enough. I don't have anything to say, right? It's all, it's like, oh, that corrosion. (laughs) It's like, it's too much. So I, I love, you know, this idea of like listening Mm -hmm. with intention, like what is something that I can hear and not freak out about? Like what, what are, what are, you know, like it's like going on a treasure hunt sometimes. Yes. You know, when Adrian comes home, my son, and I know there's going to be an explosive moment because his teacher already sent me the note, (laughs) right? I, I, what am I going to like, what's the golden nugget that I'm going to find in the conversation? Mm -hmm. That is not easy to do my friend. No, it's not. Especially when you want to, you, you have a solution to somebody's problem or someone's challenge, being able to not necessarily suggest it and just give them the space to share what they need to share. And then they come up with that solution. Right. That's another area where I've had to practice a lot because you're so good at that. A lot of practice lane. I'm telling you, I (laughs) I was the complete opposite of that. Well, you should. Yeah. It's such a, uh, I think mindfulness is this. uh, It's not for the weak of heart. Right. And in recovery, it's kind of the last thing to look at. Like, I don't really want to be present. I want to be digging around in my life. I want to be spiritual. (laughs) I want to be acting as if, right? There's a lot of people that say, act as if, act as if you're happy, act as if you're going to be grateful, act as if you're joyful, act as if you're a nice wife, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. you know, if you're just mindful and you step into that present moment and you suspend your judgment, everything's going to change. You can hear the conversation. Yeah. It's so challenging. Well, and one of the other ways to stay present Mm -hmm. is to put away your electronic devices. Oh my God. Because I mean, you know, there's studies and I should have looked them up. A friend of mine actually was telling me this uh, a couple of years ago is she had actually looked up the studies of, you know, if you're sitting with a friend at, at, you know, out for dinner or something and you have your phone facing up, there's a percentage of your attention that when you hear that phone buzz or you see it light up, that goes, takes away from your conversation. And it's still, you know, people say, oh, well, just, you know, I'm going to flip over my phone. 
Well, you can still feel it vibrating on the table, right? And your brain automatically goes to that, ooh, I wonder what that is, right? And then, and I felt myself do it anytime I've had my phone on the table is you also lose a bit of that connection, right? You're not taking in as much. And I, I, I always feel bad if that does happen. It very rarely now I have my phone usually in my purse. Can't be believe I said purse. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> purse? Whoa. I do carries a purse. <laughs> I do carry a purse now mm. or my bag or satchel mm. or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I put it away. Yeah. Because I know that I have people who create that space for me and I want to be able to create it back for them. So I'm going to give you an update really quickly on my usage, right? So back yes. in December or November, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. November, uh, I made an agreement with myself to go offline, which has been an amazing, it has me, has definitely changed my relationships. Um, it's made me more present 100%. Mm-hmm. And my daily activity, I, I was on the phone eight, nine, 12 hours a day using it. Remember? Yeah. Now my daily average consumption is two hours, three hours, which is, I can't even believe how much this device was taking me out of the present moment and really stressing me out. You know, it's, it's, it was like, I had another relationship, right. Always with my phone. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's my son, my kid, you know, my husband, and then my relationship with my phone. Like, yeah. Talk about an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Checking analytics, checking social, che- like <laughs> checking the freaking uh, uh, text messages. Yeah. All of that takes me out of my recovery. Mm-hmm. Getting me closer to, you know, drinking my chai lattes and Snickers, not, not Snickers bars, but, you know, dipping into bad habits. Yes. That hurt me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at this point, it's not so much about drinking. It's about doing other things that hurt me mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, just all of it. Mm-hmm. So putting the phone down. I love that one tomorrow. It's so good. Yeah. That's a big one. I just looked at my daily usage for the week was three hours and 12 minutes. That's my average. Wow. Yeah. And for the week for the week. So daily, that's my daily average oh, for the whole okay, entire so, week. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I'm averaging about three hours, yeah, three hours and 12 minutes a day. That's awesome. Which is, and if I look at the apps I'm using now, right mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. I use um, meditation yep. on there. I listen yep. to podcasts sometimes. Yep. It's not actually my social media apps that are the highest anymore, which Yay. that's, that's been a big shift because a lot of us can get trapped in these seeing something on social media and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the voices start. Right. And I find the more I stay away from that kind of stuff, the softer the voices have gotten in my yes. head, which allows me to be more connected with those mm-hmm. around me. So true. So true. Practice. Practice <laughs> being present with yourself, minus a phone, a device. Oh, man. And I find that now because of my living situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to be more intentional about my time because mm-hmm. I have other people. I have to be there for now. Right. 
And so it's kind of flooded now into all aspects of my life where, okay, this is not the time for social media. This is not the time to be working on, on business stuff. This is, you know, the time I need for my sobriety kind of thing. So I just find it all. Yeah. It's less and less with the social media and kind of worrying about what the outside social media world is doing. Mm -hmm. I also find that if you're living a mindful life, you have very clear boundaries. Yeah. Uh, I was teaching last week and one of my students said, everything's blurry. And I said, well, why don't you tell us a little more about that? You know, she's like, well, I don't have like an end time to my work or a beginning time with my family. She's everything is really blurry. And I said, oh my God, you're in the right place. That's a good thing that you're in my class <laughs> because we're going to practice finding the start and end time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to understand at the beginning of class and the end of class, right? So it, when I'm teaching, I talk about uh, creating small moments, beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. So you begin brushing your teeth and then you end brushing your teeth. You begin a meal and then you end the meal, mm-hmm. right? So if you practice these small moments, then you can, you begin work and you end work. Mm-hmm. And that. I think is such a powerful, mindful tool. Uh, my husband, you know, he's worked solo his whole life and he, he has office hours, which I never, I can never understand that. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like he gets his little cup of coffee and he goes down to his office and he sits there and he logs on and boom, he's there. And then at 1130, he comes up, has his lunch, oh, sits and reads. Oh, now it's time to go back. Like methodical mindful beginning end <laughs> like <laughs> but it works right it it works yeah so i think that's a really powerful tool to use um there's a beginning of a conversation and an end of a conversation yes there is mm-hmm. there's the beginning of a podcast and the end of a podcast oh and for those listening lane's husband does not sound like that <laughs> <laughs> but that was good oh my god that was good lane i'm like ooh, we're going into character here not his but a character that was good sorry sorry loved it boundaries creating boundaries are really important for um having great recovery and keeping your connected sobriety i think Mm -hmm. yep and reach out reach out when you need support. I think the staying present and connected in sobriety, the more you reach out, the more of these friendships you develop in, you know, as a sober woman with these other sober women, I think the more connected that you get to stay in sobriety. Oh my God. So many moving parts right here. See, I, the good thing is that I do have a practice. And so you just missed uh, my dog in here having a total lick fest, <laughs> but, but Tamar just kept that conversation going and I was able to stay present. Yep. Cause that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we want to share about the power of mindfulness and how to stay present and connected in sobriety. We have your friends, boundaries, taking moments, listening, 
listening, mm-hmm. the internal dialogue, suspending judgment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gold nuggets in this one. Yeah. You know, but I think it's just practice, right? It's it's surrounding yourself with that community with the right people. Yes. And you know what? I have an eight week class. I told, I just was like, hello, why don't we talk about my eight week class that I have? Yeah. Why aren't we talking about it? I it literally just ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> uh, so I have an eight week class that I do every eight weeks. It's online. So you can join online where you not only learn about, you know, what I was just sharing with Tamar, but there are eight different, ty- different types of practices that we go into and unfold and unravel that you could use at all different times in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's much more than just mindfulness and meditation. Uh, It's mm, behavioral cognitive. Say there's a lot, there's a lot going on in there, but that's something that you could check out. You could find out more over at the now what society. So that would, and that would help you stay present and connected in your sobriety. 100%. Yes, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a field trip coming up tomorrow. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I mean, Venice, Venice Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Join us. Join April, us, please. April 21st, I think it starts. 20th, we're heading down there and until yeah. the 23rd or 4th. It's going to be fun. going to be fun. Come check it out. You can find more information on the website under the now what society.com forward slash field trip. Boom. Uh, tomorrow, I, you know, I could talk about mindfulness all day long, mm-hmm. but I think we've given enough juice for the day. I think we have. I think we yeah. can wrap this one up. This is the end of the podcast. This is the end. Closure. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All it's right, been everyone. Fun, take good care. Bye, tomorrow.